The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. The Coltry's night off became a complete and total disaster. Everett turned Jocelyn St. James into a kindred. Ridley tried to sort out Everett's feelings before the vampire hunter turned vampire escaped. 
and Iris discovered the demon four when she was ambushed and is hearing a new voice in her head. Vanden Hope, all ye who listen here. Recent kindred Jocelyn St. James is missing. And you know what could go wrong from a vampire hunter who has recently turned with absolutely no one to give her the ropes, having disappeared into the night. Your Dinkeldorf cab has arrived at Maidem Alone's. Uh, Ridley and Everett, you are soaked in blood and in ragged clothing uh, that you'd bought for prom slash Elysium. Uh, and the sun will be up momentarily. Uh, you only have a, a few moments to kind of wrap up your night. Uh, but I did kind of leave you in the lurch. So what do you do after discovering that uh, the trunk, or as Jocelyn might say, the boot of the cab is empty? Shit. Well, she. Did, I mean, I hate to say it, but like she didn't want to be a vampire. So maybe she'll just sun herself, you know, just nice little poof in at a distance. Goodbye. I hope so. I mean, we're kind of sort of responsible for maintaining the masquerade if uh, Kindred Eye Turn goes, you know, shows up in a public place and, you know, does something that gets on the news, that's going to put a lot of heat on us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I won't know we were involved. Technically, we were just in an alley where we left all those corpses and definitely I touched everything. So, ah, fuck, okay, we might be involved. This wasn't a great plan. Um, Maybe, uh, maybe this Elysium thing is a good place to kind of, I don't know, pick up some rumors about maybe any kind of rogue vampires out there. I mean, yeah, I mean everyone at this party is going to know the telltale signs of a kindred. I mean, she have a fucking do something tonight. I, I mean, f- the fucking sun's coming up. We're not going on a nice Australian vampire around the search. I think we got to go inside, eat some at a buffet, you know, have, maybe you should have a snack, just something because, you know, it's been a rough night. It's not what you want. We can just fill you up full of blood, have a nice fucking sleep. And then tomorrow we go get my, my fucking gloves and then I meet the famous people. Honestly, I could just do with a change of clothes and a shower right now. I think that'd be best for me. And right, well, uh, maybe, you know, you too. Yeah, just okay. Have- well, come, in, come inside. Uh, come inside. Uh, so we'll let it go inside. And be like, All right, so take off your clothes. I'll give it to the boys and say this again. You know, we'll see if I can read the tags. They'll do what I do. Uh, and then he's just takes the thing from behind the bar because I don't think there's a shower in here. And it's just soda water. Just like hoses himself <laughs> down and strips his clothes off. He's like, get your fucking clothes off. This deals with the blood. No, not not up here, Ridley. This you, is the cover. This is the front. We don't get our blood all over this part of the room. It's fucking 6.30 a.m. It's fine. It's fine. It goes down. You think there's been no blood in here? The bear boys work here. <sighs> I swear, I've seen them rip off a man's arm just right over fucking here. Blood that is bled here is one thing. Blood that is tracked in from a crime scene <laughs> is another. Yeah, but mine's already on the floor, and it's the same blood. So, I mean, it's not going to get any worse. I'm going to go downstairs, and I, I go down to the basement. <laughs> um, you go downstairs um, to find uh, Harvey and Chonky uh, both just having a nice snooze. They've done that adorable, like, buddies in a buddy cop film sleep thing where they've, like, slumped against each other. Uh, and um, they're just uh, light, lightly snoring. Um uh, Harvey kind of blinks awake uh, when you come down and it's just like 
Well, shit, Everett. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I guess we, we should be in those uh, those nice coffins. Uh, your, your buddy, uh, that handsome Ridley guy, got us, huh? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just so used to falling asleep, leaning on things, you know, with my my comedy life and my my detective days. Uh, it was a little strange for me. You can uh, sleep wherever you want, Harv. It's fine. All right. Uh, hey, uh, I got an indelicate question for you there, uh, Everett. What's that, Harv? I'm a little. I'm a bit of a mess right now. Can it wait? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I suppose I was just wondering if you if you had any cats on you. No, no. Uh, I I think the bear boys are probably going to get you something during the day. And if they don't, I'm sure there's plenty of cats. You know, alley cats, raccoons around here. You're probably going to be fine. Yeah. All right. All right. I just thought I'd ask. Uh, no hey, harm uh, in asking. Yeah. You you look pretty rough there, partner. You might as well. Uh, Get cleaned up. There's a, there, you know, there's a shower in the back, eh? I thought I saw something like that. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, you take care of yourself, Everett. Uh, I think uh, you and me need to have a chat about, uh, and he just like taps one of his fangs as, uh, about this whole situation uh, sometime yeah, we, soon. We haven't really talked that out. Uh, I'm sorry about that. We'll, oh, uh, hey, hey, you know, uh, honestly, uh, Comedians are up all night anyway. This is uh, this is just fine for my career choices here. Right, right. Yeah, good. Uh, well, uh, between now and when we have that talk, you just make sure to keep out of trouble, all right? Yeah, all right. Well, I'm just having a snooze with uh, uh, Charles over here. All right, well, uh, good, good day, Harvey. <laughs> yeah, you too, Everett. Go get and cleaned I'll, up. I'll go... Take a, a shower. Great. Um, Iris, uh, your apartment is also a bloodbath. Uh, it seems to be a common theme from everyone's nice night off where they could just do nice things they wanted to do. Yeah, thanks for that. I didn't roll the messy successes. Um, <laughs> Iris, uh, you've just heard a voice in your head. Uh, you, you were attacked uh, after uh, Iggy arrived at your door. Um, and uh, you, you and Emily managed to subdue uh, all of your attackers. Um, you are still crazy feral, though, um, with an elongated jaw, extra long teeth, and um, uh, sort of uh, jagged, um, razor-sharp bone spikes uh, coming out of your elongated fingers, or fingies, as, as we like to call it around these parts. Um, and uh, a voice in your head uh, just said, oh, it's you again. What is your response? I kind of give my head a shake and kind of take the reaction off of Emily that she didn't hear it. Mm. Um, but if I have the capacity for quick thinking, I would ration it away as the drug. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the voice doesn't uh, doesn't say anything else to you. It just kind of had that statement. And um, as you shake your head, um, you're, it's a little bit like if you've been hit by a flashbulb. You shake your head and the vision of what you've just seen is kind of almost there as an after image. Um, and uh, you can actually feel, and it's, it's rather uncomfortable for the first time in a while uh, that you have a pulse. Like blood is physically rushing through your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're kind of, but I feel like that feels good. Cause that that's kind of 
That is what I want. I still want to be it, it, Yeah, it, it absolutely does. It's a little bit like if you've had a stuffed nose for a really long time and you just kind of forget what not having a stuffed nose is like and then suddenly you don't anymore. You're like, right, this is most of my life. I've just had a shitty couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll never guess whose allergies are acting up. This guy. Um, alive again. Yeah, so um, uh, it feels good. Uh, that said, I think having uh, a chance to actually like look at, at kind of what's happened to your hands is is a bit alarming. Um, that said, um, you can, um, already see the, um, uh, the sort of elongated fingers, um, beginning to, uh, recede slightly. And as, uh, your vision continues to swim, um, you find yourself, um, starting to, you, you basically find the effects of the drac are already starting to wear, wear not off, but recede a bit. Um, you got a real hard jolt. Um, but, um, there's, and it, again, it's not like instantly you have, um, one, uh, victim hung up in your snack room as, uh, as you've dubbed it. Uh, and, uh, Emily is, uh, still in there. Uh, also keep in mind, you have a weird voice now for continuity's sake. Iris, what do you do? I probably let Emily do her thing um am i and i'm just like i'm rapidly changing back uh no uh think of it as um your the the sort of like a uh, long pointy fingers are starting to recede but um it's not an immediate thing it's not like wolverine just like snicking his claws back in mm-hmm. it's that um the initial dose gave you like um Think like almost uh, like an adrenaline shot to the heart from like that Pulp Fiction scene where it's just like you had a sudden burst of this. Mm. But now that um, you're kind of trying to consciously settle yourself down, you're again kind of assuming everything is part of the drug. Um, It's starting to recede, but there's kind of a throbbing to it. um, And you get the sense it's probably going to take like an hour and a bit. Um, for you yeah, to be properly okay. back in. So in then your... I probably could collect a bunch of things that calm me down, mm. like human things, like um, scents and candles and my fizzy wine. And I, I'll go mm-hmm. lock myself in the bathroom so that I don't hurt anybody else. Okay. Um, you hear uh, Emily bumping around outside, <laughs> cleaning up. Uh, she really is the best. Um yes. What uh, what song is Emily listening to as she cleans up? Sean Mendez. Bold choice. Um, all right, so uh, Emily is is working on that. Um, Miles, can you roll me a? Uh, let's go with resolve or ooh. yeah, I think resolve. Uh, resolve and weirdly, I think awareness. Or uh, I would take awareness or perhaps um, persuasion. This is rolling for how how much your your random human totems uh, manage to calm you. Tom, if you're giving me persuasion, I'm always taking persuasion. Do you think Iris would be trying to persuade herself that everything is fine? Like the dog drinking the coffee in the burning room? Or would yeah. she be... Basically, would you be doing the fake version or the real version? Like, is she actually doing the work or is she just trying to band-aid over it with... I think she's scared. So she's like, yeah, I'm scared. This isn't this okay, is then normal. It's so I'm persuasion. actively trying right. to... So awareness would be like, I'm going to meditate. Uh, persuasion would be like, I'm fine. This is fine. This happens yeah. all the time. Whatever. What? Yeah. 
Okay. But it would be in your creepy voice. It's fine. Yeah, there you go. Um, um, really good roll. Um, <laughs> You're really good at denial. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, five successes. Three of them are um, tens. Are any of them on a hunger dice? No, I don't have any. Regular successy. Um, <laughs> Remember, I ate a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, you did. You did. You you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you had you had a, a fancy feast. Uh, She's got <laughs> us there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, so um, yes, you light a bunch of candles and just try your damnedest uh, to to chill the fuck out. Um, there's something incredibly comforting about the fact that Emily is back. Um, you're out of immediate danger. Also, I think as someone who has uh, spent the last few combat encounters, being like pants shittingly terrified that everything can kill you and you can kill nothing suddenly having the ability to kill things um is also a weird kind of comfort despite the kind of horror that comes with it um but uh yes uh what uh, do you put on music do you listen to asmr what's your what are you doing what's kind of the atmosphere of the room you mentioned like candles what else you got going i put on friends (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay this is a very important question uh, that i think all of us have always wanted to know about iris um who is iris dunn's favorite character on friends or the one she identifies the most with rachel but she's actually a monica right i think we can all agree she identifies she yeah she loves rachel but it's probably monica yeah all right she's an aspirational rachel do <laughs> an aspirational rachel <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Uh, okay, great. So um, as uh, Iris watches that one where um, you occasionally hear uh, this, the, like the muffled sounds of screams from the snack room. Uh, as anyone who's lived in a modern built condo knows, their walls are made of paper. Um, Not good. Yeah, but um, uh, you also hear the occasional like thump uh, and uh, every so often an Emily line being like, you're ruining my Sean. Um, and then the music just turns up slightly. Um, and uh, suddenly I the, feel the screens like, are gone. I don't know. I kind of disagree with that. I feel like Emily would have soundproof the snack room. She's smart. Emily than that. hasn't been back for very long. Mm, okay. Well, if you remember, she moved, she moved you in, and then God damn it, Emily. Uh, she got because she got attacked by Keanu Batista like the day you moved in. She's a wolf person now. Yeah. But. I will. I will take the Emily would have done this under consideration as something Emily might do soon. Uh, and that's also why you moved in next to Kyle Minogue because he's super loud um, and currently loud building murder Office. gauntlets for Ridley. <laughs> um, great. Uh, so Iris, uh, that's how you spend uh, the the rest of the evening into, into dawn is just waiting for your your body to kind of recede back into itself. Um, being vaguely uncertain of of what um, what form it will take when when everything's settled, but again, as as time goes on, like it, it does look a little bit like things are getting back to normal. Um, fingers crossed. Um, Everett, you shower and change, and I think tuck in for the evening. Um, Ridley, is there anything else you do after hosing yourself down with soda rather than the water that is also on every bar tap gun? Yeah, well, uh, soda helps get out of the cloth. Um, I feel like he'd strip down. He would scrub the area. Like, he's not just going to, like, spray blood all over the bar. No, he's like, there's a ground and there's a grate. So, like, cleaning equipment. Yeah, yeah, the old sluice grate. 
Yeah, yeah. He'd spray it down there along with a bunch of like fucking whatever the nastiest cleaning stuff is possible. Uh, and then I think it'd just be quick convo with the Bear Boys about like, you know, go get fucking Everett's clothes. He probably took them off and folded them like a fucking moron full of fucking evidence. Uh, and then take my Burnham uh, and get us new outfits to make us look fucking classy. So I guess Everett, uh, just make him look like a cop at a formal event. Uh, but, you know, I aim for police stripper. I feel like it's a classy stripper, though. Like, one of those fucking ones that goes to a millionaire's house. And me, Don Johnson. That's fucking nailed it. Uh, and then I need fucking buffet. I told you guys to bring a buffet. There's no buffet. Buffet where we wake up. Everyone's going to be hungry. Bring a fucking boatload of cats for my son. Uh, and then somebody narcissistic, because Chonky seems to be in it at. I mean, that's me looking after Everett's boy, but I'm a good fucking dad, ain't I? So, you know, have a nice day. Give me my shit. You're all the best. I love you, boys. And then he kisses them each on the forehead like a dad would. And then he goes to, goes to fucking bed. Cool. So you've left, uh, left this task uh, with uh, Chonky's right-hand man, uh, who is now running the daytime operations. Uh, he is a bear boy named uh, Sugar Chesterfield. Uh, right. He's technically more of an otter than a bear, but, you know, he makes it work. Um, and, uh, he just, uh, kind of nods. He's like, uh, well, Hey, uh, you heard the boss. Let's, let's go shopping. Um, and, uh, then he, he nods to one of the, the other bear boys and says, uh, listen, um, some Saskatchewan, uh, you, uh, you go to the nearest kill shelter. I want you to get every cat. Who's an asshole. Just everyone they don't want. Uh, Let's let's keep our cat kills clean here, yeah. And they they all put their hands in. They go go bear boys, which is something they've never shown Ridley, um, but that they've secretly been doing every morning before they set out on their murder missions. Really likes um, it. Oh, do you catch it from the the doors? And he's like, oh uh, shit, sorry, sir, we weren't. No, I, to I think I think Ridley would even in say his coffin, anything. Just... It's that, <laughs> Smiles. It's that like dad closing the door on the kid thinking he's reading a book in a sneaky way that's really obvious it's just him like it warms the cockles of his dead <laughs> unbeating heart as he like goes down amazing and with that you turn in for the day thanks for supporting the fable and folly network here's another show we know you'll love i got this really strange email last night i need to see what's going on with this mystery file hey it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. Another day passes uh, in Montreal. Um, Newscasters everywhere uh, are relieved to finally not have to talk about uh, the uh, CN Tower bombing or uh, the the murder of Gordon Stevenson, but instead uh, to get to report more heartwarming stories uh, about the Satin Prince uh, and his legacy. Uh, but Montreal, of course, the news is consumed uh, also by the uh, the club fire and uh, the, the string of disappearances that, that seem to be plaguing the city. A lot of things happen throughout the day. Um, a... Uh, Dinkeldorf cab has its uh, trunk or boot, if you will, uh, hosed down and uh, just just d- chemically cleaned um, very deeply. Uh, they luckily have a, a, a the Dinkeldorf managed to get a hell of a deal on replacement, uh, you know, upholstery and that sort of thing for the cabs. Uh, so yet another one goes in the incinerator, uh, knowing well his business. Um, under the watchful eye of Sugar Chesterfield, uh, the Bear Boys set out in search of uh, a buffet for Ridley, which means it is time to roll on the chart of victims. Oh, Ridley right. looks excited, like one of those people, but he's like naked, just getting out of bed, doing one of those like almost excited for the what the hell is it? Price is Right run. Where he's right. like. Ah, ah, Fucking uh, yeah. He wants oh, to man. play the Matterhorn. Um, that new coffin's got a little ballroom. <laughs> I will say all this happens uh, before you you awake, but that, that will okay. happen as soon as you do. Uh, so this is weirdly a, a daytime sequence that none of you are directly involved in, but Ryan, I'm going to get you to roll uh, for, for sugar. Um, so uh, please roll uh, again. We're, we're looking for a score out of 50. Uh, so go ahead and uh, roll a D100 and divide it in two. Um Miles, uh, if you could please do the same um, for, uh, we'll say, um, Jean-Luc Packard, uh, who is uh, <laughs> a, uh, a a like an unconventional bear boy, uh, you know, bald, very good at tactical stuff, loves Earl Grey tea, uh, is also out on the hunt for alternate uh, victims for for foods. Um, yeah. So if you could both go ahead and roll me two D100s, or D10s rather, uh, one being the the big number, one being the small number, and then we'll divide yeah, Ridley, it. Yeah, Ridley would need his two snacks. So uh, 46. 46 from uh, Sugar. Forty-one. Ooh, and 41 from uh, Jean Packard. Uh, all right, well, let's flip to the back of the book. <laughs> So spooky. Ooh, it's part of the binding. Oh, it's always been here. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, wow. That's pretty good. Oh, wow. Okay. Very interesting. Um, All right. So, Miles, um, Jean-Luc Packard, 
uh, finds a. Oh boy. Are you sure it's not Packard? Uh, it could be. It, it's ERD. So okay. it could be Packard, I suppose, if we really want to lean into the bit. Um, okay. We never lean into bits here on Blood and Syrup. Look, no. I was trying to sneak clearly Jean-Luc Picard through without drawing too much <laughs> attention to it. But yes, Jean-Luc Picard is uh, enjoying his Earl Grey tea. Um, well, listen, I'm still back with Sam Saskatchewan, so, you know, we're having a nice time here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do believe the note on that particular Patreon name was, good luck pronouncing this one, comma, LOL. So I hope you're LOLing, <laughs> you beautiful monsters. Um so, yeah, fuck it. He finds a, uh, Jean-Luc Picard finds a, uh, a skater um, who is uh, trying to escape uh, an enemy gang. Um, he is, in fact, a, uh, a skater boy named Levine. Um, and he is, uh, he's running from a, a gang that is, is really pissed off. He was, uh, he was tagging uh, their property and he happened to uh, roll into uh, Jean-Luc Picard, who uh, offered to help him uh, escape. Uh, he knows a great bar where they can lay low for the day. Um, and uh, Jean-Luc notices particularly that uh, uh, Levine is a, is, seems to, to have been tagging uh, his own face on the wall in spray paint. Uh, his his uh, tag seems to, to be a, a picture of himself. So he's hoping that'll be a, a good snack uh, for, uh, for Chonky. Or Charles, as we've learned, his name may actually be. Um, meanwhile, um, Ryan, uh, you awake. You do your excited to play um, uh, Price is Right dance. And um, uh, you see a, a very tired looking uh, Sugar Chesterfield um, sitting with a, with a hand um, on the shoulder um, of a, uh, a slightly... Um, uh, skittish uh, looking man um, and uh, Sugar is like uh, uh, morning there boss uh, I'm glad to hear the coffin has more ballroom uh, that was uh, that was definitely on, on the wish list there uh, I think we can all appreciate a little more ballroom uh, got this guy uh, from uh, seemed to be uh, seemed to be lurking you know he was, he was, in, a, he was in a van uh, and I uh, saw him uh, you know, just just kind of seem to be observing people. Um, so I figured that that's an evil guy, right? And uh, the guy seems to be like not that concerned. I don't know if that's true. Oi, Yav, uh, what are you doing in that van? Sorry about the nudity. This seems more aggressive than I'd intended to have a cover. You know, I'm going to put on some fucking pants just to say, he like awkwardly pulls on pants and he misses one leg a little bit. So it's a little hoppy. And then he kind of comes back over. He's like, so what the fuck are you doing in that van? Just looking around. Oh, uh, you know, I, uh, well, this is kind of embarrassing, but, um, you know, we, uh, we, we heard there, there, well, there might be some problems around in the neighborhood and we just want to try and keep it safe. And when you say we, who's we? Oh, uh, well, um, uh, just a couple of my friends and I, uh, we kind of, we're like a neighborhood watch kind of group. So, uh, we got a van with some surveillance equipment and we've just been trying to like stop any crimes. There's been a lot of murder around here lately and people disappearing. So we want to put an end to that. Um, and then he kind of like 
pauses. Says, Wait a minute. Um, I'm sorry. Are you, are you the Riddler? Oh, well, it's always nice to meet a fan. So, I mean, yes, but who are you? Uh, my name's uh, Seymour Wayner. Um, and uh, we've heard, uh, and, and uh, it would seem my name is particularly appropriate this morning, given your uh, ballroom, sir. Um, listen, uh, we and my friends, we, we heard you've been doing a lot of good around here. It's been a lot safer since you, you, you and your crew showed up. Well, that's nice. What do you call your little group, friend? Oh, um, a little thing I like to call the FBI. And suddenly um, there's an explosion upstairs uh, and a team of uh, SWAT guys come rushing down the stairs, <laughs> um, guns up. Uh, and uh, Sugar Chesterfield is like, oh, I knew that van was too easy. Um, I would say roll for initiative. That's not what we really do in, in this game. Everett, you're uh, you're sleeping in the office in the back. Uh, you hear an explosion uh, and classic yells of, get on the ground! Get on the ground! Um, but uh, you're still in your little alcove because you don't sleep with, with the rest of these cats. What do you do? We have to get to a party. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, no one wants to get to Elysium, one of the key facets of Vampire the Masquerade, more than me. But when you roll on the table of victims and an FBI agent comes up, a surveillance technician comes up, and you send one of the inexperienced bear boys to do it, shit just happens, you know? Uh, Also, we've established there's an increasing uh, presence of uh, investigators and Okay, Tom, uh, we're going to need to create a list of bear boys (laughs) so I know who isn't dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would seem that uh, Jean-Luc Packard Packard really nailed it, um, as he would. He made it so. bastard. I got a a biker gang with full reliability. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cool. We've really been respecting the hell out of our character creation rules. Hey, Tyler, why don't you tell me about your touchstone, the pediatrician that we've met a bunch of times? Um, Uh, I'm waiting, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. So, uh, Tyler, what do you do? I get up. uh, I, uh, I don't have a shirt or pants on. Um, because <laughs> the they were special. covered, they were covered in blood. Um, are we? Am I fortunate enough that the uh, bear boys dropped off clean clothes, or am yes. I? Yeah, I am. Okay. Look, they did the things they set out to do. Sugar just fucked up. Okay. So yes, there's a a bag of uh, clothes at your door. Then I put on my clothes. I grab my gun and I. Uh, crack the the door open uh, to see what's going on out there. Um, First of all, I should say these clothes, uh, they look like what you wanted, um, but they just feel so good. Like they are just of a cut and a fabric and like you didn't know clothes could feel nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is like an annoying thought for you given the the, the stress of the situation. But like, really, this is, they they did good. So what did they get me? Uh, They got you like a good facsimile of what you were wearing. They just bought it from high-end places. Okay. So it's just like you've still got your your. So it is like, like just a, like a button-down shirt, slacks, yeah. and a long coat and a hat. Yeah, I say this largely because yeah. uh, I just bought like good sweatpants, and my god, 
compared to the bad <laughs> sweatpants I've had, it's night and day. So like you've got the good sweatpant equ- equivalent uh, of your whole outfit. Um, you crack the door um, and uh, you see um, Mayday Malone get like bashed off the bar. Uh, a shotgun falls out of Jesus. his hands. Um, and uh, he's just yelling, I didn't fight in the war for this. And someone's like, which war, sir? He's like, you shut up. Um, but, uh, at, at a glance, um, you're actually shocked, uh, to see, um, uh, there's a couple of agents, uh, wearing, um, CSIS, uh, vests, which you'd expect, uh, which is the, the Canadian Secret <laughs> intelligence service, but there's also people in FBI vests, which is okay. really fucking out of place here. Yeah. Um, but there's. CSIS means like nothing to me. FBI, I ever knows because he's from. CSIS means very little to very few, which is actually yeah. one of the reasons why they're a good intelligence agency. <laughs> uh, no one's making cool shows about them. Um, yeah. But uh, the fact that the FBI is operating on foreign soil is of great concern. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, uh, aside from Mayday getting roughed up, um, uh, it's early evening, so some patrons are getting like kind of thrown. Uh, thrown. There's, there's uh, like one of those guys who's just there being like, sir. Sir, call down. <laughs> Stand against yeah. the wall, sir. We're not here for you. Um, the there's a couple of uh, SWAT guys um, kind of positioned at the top of the stairs uh, with rifles pointing down the stairs. Um, but otherwise, up here there just seem to be agents now, uh, and you can see like um, uh, flashing lights outside. Um, <sighs> we're fucked. At um, least you didn't steal a baby this time, right? Yeah. Um, no, I just made an adult killing baby. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in this office and there's the door out to the bar. There's no other exits for me as I understand this office. No, no. Um, then while they are still trying to get control of the situation, I figure that's the best time to move before they actually like lock it down so i'm gonna try and sneak out the door of of the office and into the bar and uh try to hide in like the larger room okay um can you roll me please a uh, should i, I think... do a, a rouse check because it's a oh night. shit yeah and sorry ryan i'm gonna need one of those from you as well brother i already did one i passed great well good news is man you wanted a buffet i also passed all right. Thank Good goodness. Stuff. So I'm just, I'm only still at three hunger. <laughs> um, only. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're looking so, for some kind of stealth check, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm going to want stealth. Um, and I think okay. based on what you've said, probably wits. Because this is less about, this is more about I lo- picking. I love it when you give me wits. Uh, shit, it's been a while. I forgot that was a good stat for you. I but realistically, it. It, it seems like this would be you being like, I got to move quickly and quietly, not I'm going to, you know, like you're just waiting for the right time in the quick time event to hit the button to survive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nope. Yep. Yep. Nope. Yep. Four successes. Oh, shit. You are... Uh, a leaf on the wind, sir. You um, uh, managed to kind of duck out. Um, there are a couple of bear boys too, and as soon as they see the door to the office open, they start making a like a ruckus um, and kind of like fighting back a bit, uh, which buys you time. Um, would you try and get to the karaoke cabinet or the behind the bar? Um, and I'm thinking this is like a full DJ setup, so there is enough shit that you could 
presumably hide behind. I think the karaoke cabinet then. Okay. Um, so you kind of sneak over and uh, crouch um, in there. Uh, you're completely unseen, which is great. Um, and uh, you've now got a better vantage point. Um, meanwhile, uh, back at the condo, um, Iris, can you please roll me a rouse check? Just one dice, right? Yep. Success. Great. Um, so, uh, you wake up, um, to, uh, a, um, Joey dating Rachel episode. So like, you know, that it ran too long after you fell asleep. This is a shitty thing to wake up to. Um, but, uh, you, you wake up feeling uh, pretty well rested, all things considered, um, and, uh, make your way out into the, uh, the main room of the condo. Uh, it's been cleaned, um, you uh, you smell coffee uh, on the air, which um, would be nice if you could you know consume it. Uh, but uh, Emily uh, Emily comes out um, with uh, with a mug uh, that she's sort of sipping from, um, and uh, she says, uh, "Oh, it's uh, uh, Iris. Good morning, uh, evening. I guess um, good to see you. Uh, glad to see your digits are somewhat." Uh, somewhat back to normal and sure enough uh, looking down um, your fingertips are a mess of angry red scar tissue um, but uh, it would seem that the claws have uh, have receded um, uh, as have uh, your jaw seems to have clicked back into place um, you're sore like it, it feels like uh, you've done an exercise that you haven't done in a long time or ever so there are just parts of your body that you didn't know could hurt that hurt um, but, um, and you, you have the equivalent of like a, a horrific hangover headache. Um, but, uh, Hey, you know, you don't have spooky nightmare hands anymore. So that's, that's nice. Uh, and there are no voices in your head. So how are you feeling? Uh, a little disoriented. Um, but I, I feel like I've calmed down. Oh, that's nice. Um, I made the equivalent of a mimosa for you. Uh, it's just over there on the mm. counter. Um, so uh, I understand um, from uh, what I've ascertained from your scheduling that uh, you have a rather large event this evening. Uh, will you be joining uh, the rest of your uh, coterie? Was that the term? Yes, they do have to join, even though they're going to be complete idiots at this thing. Yes, I am afraid of that as well. Um uh, in future, uh, for, for these Elysium events, we should be able to actually get more information, but it would seem this is the first one uh, from, from what I've heard. Um, my, uh, my pack has told me that uh, there hasn't been one of these in Montreal for, for quite some time, um, and they're actually a little astounded that it's happening at all. Um, there was some talk of attacking it, but I, I, I tried to talk them out of it. So, I mean, you know, fingers crossed, she says, kind of like crossing fingers around the mug. Well, thank you. Uh, that's terrifying and, and good information to know. I mean, what am I here for, if not uh, these days, uh, for terror and information? Um, speaking of, um, I've got everyone uh, nicely dealt with in the other room, so they're not going anywhere. I'll be staying here. Um, unfortunately, the full moon has passed, um, but uh, one of my pack mates has some very interesting friends. Uh, so he dropped these off, and she just pats like a case full of guns 
Uh, and she's like, so I'll be more than able to hold the fort uh, until uh, if you want to bring the coterie back around, maybe after the party or tomorrow, um, you, you can question uh, the attackers. I got some information out of them, but it's just so hard to hear when they're screaming that much, you know? Emily, you're the fucking best. Oh, thanks, Iris. I missed you too. Um, in any case, you don't want to be late for a party. If they're going to make as many etiquette failures as I suspect they will, you'll be wanting to get on your way fairly soon. I've got your outfit all ready for you. Um, enjoy your mimosa. I'm going to go take a quick nap, but if there's anything you need, feel free to wake me up. That's how our relationship works. No, you go ahead. Have your nap. The only thing I'm going to need in the little bit of distant future is if uh, that snack room starts to get noisy again, we might need to soundproof that a little bit. Em. Oh, excellent. Yes. Uh, soundproofing. That's a wonderful plan. I will get right on that. Um, oh, uh, also, um, I'm afraid uh, I have to inform you that uh, your doorman is dead. Uh, I'm not sure if you had a, a relationship with him. Um, there was some police who stopped by earlier, uh, but I made sure to give them a very um, uh, sad, shocked um, lady who just kind of woke up and like you ruined my lifetime movie moment. And I think they bought it. How did he die? Uh, it would seem that uh, the gentleman who came a calling um, uh, shot him. Fuck. Yes, we, we might want to look at getting you a different condo, Iris. Um, that might be a that might be a good idea. Um, uh, we might need to distance ourselves from this location. But in the meantime, I'm going to buy a bunch of egg cartons. Um, Amazing. And then she just raises the coffee and um, goes to your guest room, uh, which is probably the snack room. So she's just going to go sleep in there. Uh, she like put, puts like she like kind of like very quickly with one leg, kind of like kicks the the gun box under her arm so she doesn't spill her coffee um she just nods to you and then goes goes into the uh the snack room okay um yeah i mean i probably start getting ready i might i might text probably everett knowing that ridley won't won't be able to read it. It is weird that you've become the keeper of secrets for this group. You know that Everett eats vampires and that Ridley is illiterate, but the other <laughs> yeah. two don't know each other's shit yet. That's fun. Um, okay, so yeah, taking your time though, getting ready, making sure you're doing. Yeah, I'm not feeling great, so I'm taking it easy. Like okay. I'm not, I'm not rushing that much, but like I am getting ready. It's mostly asking because I want to figure out if and when you show up in this other scene, but it sounds like you get there after. So fair enough. Um, so you decide to get ready. Um, what is the overall look you're going for tonight? Um, I, I'm going full red carpet, so it's going to be a lot. Okay. Cool. Um, so you you spend the time, like really mm-hmm. doing the best job you can. Mm-hmm. Um, with, my, with my scarred, stubby fingers. Uh, well, they're not stubby. Like, they've grown back to your normal fingers. It's just they're they're covered in like blood bruising. Um, great, and, and it's scarred. great for makeup. Hey, you just wear silk gloves or something. It's cool. <laughs> I've seen award shows. Uh, meanwhile, back at Maydays, uh, with no outside assist from uh, spooky murder vampire uh, Ridley, um, uh, seemingly. Uh, Clowns from the FBI and CSIS have rushed in uh, in SWAT gear. Uh, in the basement with you, you've got um, Harvey. Uh, you've got Chonky. Uh, unfortunately, you don't have Dederick because he went to get stuff from his place. Uh, but Fine, we'll he wouldn't him. do well here. I doubt it. <laughs> um, 
there aren't any other bear boys down here because uh, they were doing other things. Uh, what do you do? Is there like a freight exit? Because I imagine we'd hear them come in the front door. Uh, yes, they're like rushing the stairs. Um, the surveillance uh, guy is just grinning ear to ear. Um, cool. Then I think what he'd do is grab the surveillance guy by the throat and start using him as a shield towards the stairs and just book it for the freight exit if there's some back door where we can get the people in the basement out. Um, okay, great. So as soon as you, you do that, uh, Seymour's like, wait, what? Um, and uh, you start dragging him, uh, dragging him out the back. Um, a team uh, comes kind of like uh, into the basement um, and, uh, or sorry, I guess you're saying you're doing this as you hear them blow the entrance, right? Yeah, his first instinct would be grab the guy, human, she'll be all, everybody get the fuck out. Don't say anything out the fucking door. Like, just right. move. So every everyone get, gets up. Um, uh, Levine is like, Hey, like, am I coming too? Um, and Chunky just like throws him over his shoulder, um, <laughs> and uh, they start booking finally it. someone reliable. I uh, start booking for the exit, uh, which is when you hear the uh, telltale tink, tink, tink of metal on stairs. Um, before the uh, grenade goes off, uh, Ridley, what do you do? Um, I would like to throw the guy I'm carrying onto the grenade. Yep, I'm gonna need a. Probably an athletics and strength. Good stats. Good stats for Ridley. They're all right. They're not the best. They're not the worst. Oh, what a weird spread. Okay, I've got one success, but it's a 10. I don't know if that makes any difference. Uh, if it's just one, it, it doesn't. Dope. Um, so you, you lob them at the grenade, um, but it's a bit uh, awkward because you were like sprinting out the back. So it's more of like a kind of turnaround and awkward toss. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, not the best. Um, he he hits the ground near the grenade, uh, and the grenade goes off. Uh, and there's a brilliant blast uh, of light, uh, and you realize uh, that it wasn't, uh, in fact, an incendiary grenade. Uh, oh no! He fi- I figured it was going to yeah. be. Uh, it was in fact a uh, what you would probably identify as a, a flashbang. That is until you hear Chonky and Harvey begin to scream and feel your own skin begin to burn as the light of the sun fills up the small room. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan Laplante at Ryan Laplante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai angle and all our ads use the tracks no control in chiefs by jazzar that's j-a-h-z-z-a-r all of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org when it comes to dumb dumbs and dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com our twitter and instagram are at dumdumdice and on facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice we've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice and most importantly you can join our patreon of darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e sleep well children of the Ah, ah, ah. 
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.